Ask the Podcast Coach for October 5th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's Saturday morning. It's that music. It means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there, you can find him at podcastingservices.com. Joel Sharpton, how's it going, buddy? Man, I'm doing so good, Dave. I'm so excited that you uh, invited me on. Well, it's one of those guys, I kind of, I like, I know you, but it's always in like 10 minute increments at different events. You roasted the crap out of me a couple years ago. That was great fun uh, at PodFest. And uh, I was like, you know what? And I'm listening to your show. Um, speaking of that, where can people find your podcast? Uh, so you can find all the podcasts, as you mentioned, propodcastingservices.com. That's my business website. I got all my shows listed there as well. But the the one you're talking about, I'm assuming, is Always Listening, uh, Podcast News. Uh, that's the show I've been doing. I was actually trying to think the other day. It's We're creeping up on five years, I think, for that show total. We're over four somewhere now. Uh, it was originally called Pod on Pod. That's, that's how we started it. And we did podcast reviews, me and my buddy Josh. And then uh, we evolved and always still doing podcast reviews and then eventually he kind of retired from podcasting and now jay soderberg pod vader uh formerly of, of vox nest now with the locked on sports network uh he is my co-host and, and we do a weekly look it, it's sort of he, honestly here was our pitch when we talked about it we said we need to do the new media show but with younger people <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So we, we're, we're just we're just Todd and Rob, except we don't have quite the experience that they do. Uh, Jay is a little closer uh, to those guys than I am. But, you know, combined, we've been in radio for like 30 years, the two yeah. of us or more now and uh, and podcasting. Um, more than two decades between the two of us. So, um, yeah, I we, we love to talk about the latest news and commentary and then try to break it down like you do. For the real podcaster, like the normal podcaster is probably not going to have a show is going to get a million downloads or start a TV show or whatever. So what can they do with their show? What is possible? How do you make a better show without hiring Gimlet Media, et cetera, et cetera? And my staff of 19 people that I think at the end, that's always my favorite. Before we leave, I'd like to thank, you know, the, and it just keeps going on and on and on. And I'm If like, your editor's editor has an editor, <laughs> you're not an independent podcaster. <laughs> that's the way it works. Uh, but yeah, the thing I like about it is you guys have often, you will comment on the story that I wanted to read, but didn't get a chance to and be like, oh, uh, you know, so. So Jay, I've got to give the vast majority of the credit uh, to him on this, uh, because honestly, like I stay so busy with clients um, most days that it's like at the end of the day, I kind of poke my head up and I'm like, okay, well what happened today in the podcasting industry? And I kind of read the news. Um, but he's sending me those articles a lot of times or sharing the articles into our show notes directly. And so there are, there are episodes sometimes where I come and I've only read the headline and I'm really looking to Jay to explain it to me, to give me the cliff notes. And then I'm like, Oh, well, I don't like that. Or I do like that. Or ex yeah. So he's saving me time too on a, on a regular basis. It's very cool. Uh, we want to, uh, the first thing I want to let everybody know, I'm going to put a link here in the chat room. Uh, and I'm, I was so happy to see this cause we're this close. We're this close to Google podcasts or a Google play music actually being dead. And I was like, Oh, hallelujah. Because what it is, it's basically uh, a link here saying that, uh, they're coming up now. Uh, Google is with music app, not music, not Google play music, 
I'm not, I'm, I think they're calling it YouTube music. Nope. Yeah. YouTube music. Yeah. Which, that makes me wonder, um, Dave, it, it, to get the best out of this, do you have to have a red subscription? You know, YouTube keeps, God bless. The only thing I don't like about YouTube is that the, every single time I use it, they promote and say, click this link and, and become a subscriber. Don't you want to tr- do your free trial? No, I don't. I don't want another subscription. Yeah. Um, but to get the best out of YouTube music, is that is that are they pushing everybody into the subscriptions or are they backing off of that? Do you think a little bit? I don't. You know what? I, I, I'm with you. I kind of like, mm, don't know, but I just, I just know for me, I've hated Google Play Music. A, most people don't realize this. Google Play Music was never released globally. It's North America only. Uh, and this week, I probably had about six people who have perfectly fine feeds try to submit their show to Google Play Music. And for whatever reason, it wouldn't see their image. And their image was fine. It was in spec. Everything's fine. It's just not working. And we're like, and if this doesn't get fixed, that's going to be another sign. We just wish that they would would like just come out and say, oh, but, okay, uh, while you weren't looking, we took Google Play out behind the barn and just, you know, two to the head and it's it's gone. Because they just killed, um, oh, it was a local bulletin. Google Bulletin was a thing they rolled out in Nashville and Oakland. And I don't know if they went anyplace mm-hmm. else, but it was supposed to be this thing to like a hyper local blog idea was the idea for it. And they just killed it. I, Cause I was always like, I was in Nashville when they rolled it out and it was funny because it was me and Chris Kermitsos and there's this big Google booth. And I'm like, Hey, great. What are you guys doing? Like, Oh, we're rolling out Google, Google, uh, whatever the heck the name that I can't remember it now. Uh, yes, it'll come to me. And, uh, they said, do you want to sign up? And I go, no. And they're like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, uh, no, I said, I said, just Google, Google the phrase, Google graveyard. I said, I would, I said, it sounds like a great service. I said, but anytime I get involved with something with Google that I like, I said, you guys kill it. And I go, so bulletin, I go, why would I sign up for bulletin? And I walk away and Chris is like, Hey Dave, why don't you tell him how, how you really feel? And I'm like, well, and then here they, they killed it. So, um, so I'm hoping mainly because people still think Google play music and Google podcasts are different. They're not, it's two separate things. Google podcast is it's global. It's out there. Uh, I just hate the fact. And I'm hoping I, I really gave them an earful at uh, podcast movement, this whole, like, Oh, just put your podcast up there and we'll find it. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, I was talking to the guy and I go, you're in a room here of people that about 95% of them are kind of control freaky. And I go, you know, and I said, and from a support standpoint, if somebody, leaves Libsyn and goes to whoever I go, there's no way to tell what you're using as the source. I go, you got to kind of have a tool for, for the end user, but also the support staff. And they're like, Oh, like they never even thought about that. I was like, Oh, crazy. So yeah, you, they've got to get a submission space. There has to be a place where I can just put my RSS feed and, and say, does this meet your standards? And if, and if not, why not? What, what do I need to do to fix it? I'm having that on a much smaller scale than you, uh, Dave, but I'm having that exact same problem from clients now. And I've got a couple of clients that have been out there, have podcasts for months and months, still aren't on Google podcasts. And it's like, why exactly? In yeah. some cases I can point to, they don't have a website for their podcast set up. And I'm like, that's going to make it a lot harder. It's not impossible that way. Right. But it makes it much more difficult. You have you have many more hoops to jump through, and there are less triggers or levers that I can pull as as your producer or or you know consultant to try to help you get in there. 
if you don't set up your website. It's one of the big reasons why you know Todd's banging his drum all the years, Todd Cochran, yeah. about have your own domain, have your own .com. Well, this is one way where he really went out, honestly. It's the only way to sort of guarantee that you can get into to Google Podcasts. I will say, Dave, for me and my clients, we've already abandoned uh, Google Play Music yeah. submission like long since I don't even mention it now to new clients onboarding. I don't even sit and, and if they bring it up, I immediately say it's deprecated. It is deprecated. Yeah. It's just not dead yet. Right. <laughs> Apple does this all the time. They deprecated. They already deprecated what the, uh, the I, summary, the, the iTunes summary thing. Yeah. yeah but that's, that's not dead yet. Technically it's not dead yet. Yeah, exactly. it's, 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 it's only mostly dead. Right. Um, um so, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I will say for me, okay, so I'm, I'm on, I'm using, I've moved all my shows now recently to captivate dot uh, FM. And one of the things that they don't have that I'm sort of missing uh, that Libsyn offers and Spreaker offered mm. and many of the other hosts do is direct submission to YouTube, you know, automating the video right. creation and, and go into your YouTube channel. Now I didn't love that the way that Spreaker did it or Libsyn did it. Right. We've talked about how it sort of it's lowered value on YouTube. But if YouTube music is going to be available on everyone's Android device automatically, then Dave, don't I as a podcaster have to have my podcast on my YouTube channel too? <sighs> That's a great question. You would think, see, this is the thing that always blew Cause I always like, who is going to listen to a podcast on a video platform? I know a million old, I say old, they're not old, white guys my age, Dave, sitting at, at desk jobs. Yeah. They put their headphones on. They, they make a playlist. close the window, maybe even. Yeah. They've got it minimized or whatever. I've got I've got a buddy who's one of my best friends. He's in the, uh, the, the Corps of Engineers mm-hmm. now. He says his office is full of it. They're listening to music that way. They're, they're watching movies that way, something like listening to movies while they're doing other work. Right. That YouTube streaming in the background is one of the primary ways that they're listening to any content, podcasts included. Yeah. Daniel in the chat room says that's assuming YouTube music would not pull from Google Podcasts. That, mm. that would be interesting. And I've always said, because I'm right now taking a class from Tim Schmoyer on how to like build a YouTube presence and things like that. And I need to kind of ask him that because his whole thing is the bottom line is you want people to consume your like Google wants you to keep people on YouTube. And so if all of a sudden people start listening to 45 seconds and they realize, uh, I think Daniel calls them fake videos and they bail, YouTube's going to like, okay, let's push that. You know, you can do it, but I've never really looked at the the stats. Uh, and I always thought if I was really worried about that, like, I don't want to mess up my channel. I've got a, a channel going and I don't want to inject audio into it. Well, then start a new channel just for your audio stuff. And then, because it is the second biggest uh, search engine out there. You know, people are, like you said, people are listening in the background and uh, that whole nine yards. Uh, J- Joel, we do have a... Uh, a game we play here on uh, Ask the Podcast Coach, and that is where in the world is Jason Bryant? And today, Jason Bryant is in Saturday Night Live. Oh, I love that. He's in uh, Tokyo. Jason is from uh, Matt Talk Online and uh, probably over there doing some sort of announcing of some sort of wrestling thing. And he was in, he's always in some sort of Gazaki stand kind of thing for a while. He was there for a couple of weeks and got home long enough, apparently, to fly back to, uh, to Tokyo. So, Jason, thanks for... Uh, going on and then bangs have you know anything about this bangs naughty bits what do you think about the facebook eu court decision i don't know but i know that mark zuckerberg 
and the one Democratic uh, Elizabeth Warren was saying that she thinks they should break up Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. And he basically said it would suck to sue the government. And my always thing is that got leaked from a private meeting. And if there's only, unless there's like 60 people in the room, which could very easily be at a Facebook meeting, I'm always like, isn't somebody like going to figure out that, you know, it was Sharon that leaked it. I mean, eventually somebody's going to figure out, I'm like, that's really Somebody doesn't care if they're employed anymore, if you're leaking stuff to the news. So, well, I, I, was, I will say this. I thought personally that is the greatest endorsement thus far of Elizabeth Warren when he said <laughs> her presidency would suck for Facebook. I was like, boy, we, if she doesn't put that on a banner right away, <laughs> she's, she's crazy. Uh, so th- here's what I found on this. The, so the, this is from uh, the New York Times, and I'll put the link in the. Ah, for you, if you go, you have to go to YouTube to be in the chat. I think you might be able to put it in the chat here. I'm not sure. Um, let's see if I can. I don't know how I'm going to get it from. I may just email it to you real quick and let you do it. Um, anyway, so this says that the, the Facebook can be forced to delete content worldwide. use top court rules. So this is one of the things that has, has, it's been an issue in the States too. It just hasn't pushed very far yet, Dave, because frankly, we don't have uh, a very strong uh, system of regulation for corporations in our country right now. Uh, whereas in the EU, they do. Um, so let me get this link to you real quick. Uh, the idea of the right to privacy being extended to Google and Facebook in particular, uh, this concept of being able to delete your online past Mm. has been something that a lot of people have wanted. Governments has, have suggested should be, um, available should be, you know, required as, as a regulatory thing. And apparently the EU has ruled that this is the case. Uh, now, Bangs, uh, hopefully you know more about us than this. The New York Times article is a repeat of the AP. There you go. Um, the uh, You say that this is, there's no appeal to this, really? Um, that I mean, that's settled EU law is the way that this has come out? That's interesting, though, um, because I've always said the internet writes in ink. You know, so when people, you know, when uh, my favorite story is I started a podcast called Building a Better Dave. And for whatever reason, I thought I was going to work a little blue, be a little edgy. So I did a podcast about um, if Amish people don't have electricity, does that mean there's no Amish porn? (laughs) And I went into this whole thing about, you know, Zebediah, plow my bean field and I see your barn is raised and all this double entendre stuff. And, And after a while, I had people go, what are you doing? That's not you. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I, I, you know, knocked it off, but then I start dating this woman and her, you know, 16 year old kid Googles me. What's the first thing that comes up? Yeah, that's right. Dave Jackson, Amish porn. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, so you gotta be careful with that. You know, the internet writes in ink. Now, granted, I'm stupid. I've left it up all these years because I still think that episode's kind of funny. But I get the point. And there is something coming to California, which is probably going to spread across the U.S. It's CCA. I know Rob Walsh talks about it a lot, and it sounds like basically the whole GP. GDPR. GDPR, yeah. yeah. Too many acronyms going on uh, for the U.S. So it'll be fun to see what happens with this and, and you know, getting rid of your back cattle or your, just all your back stuff. It's Some people don't want that on there. You know, some people are stupid in their 20s. <laughs> you know, well, so that so to me i do i i'm i feel like i sit in the middle on this because on the one hand boy dan carlin said something at podcast movement a couple of years ago 
he he talked about how he thinks about his podcast and he wishes he could get them out sooner, but he takes as long as he takes to put out an episode because he thinks about it as carving it into the digital stone. The podcasts are going to outlive him. That is his legacy. And so he wants to make it as good as he can and do the whole thing. Right. So I've been thinking a lot about that and I frame a lot of what I think about the internet that way. I did the very first podcast that I did was kind of, was kind of blue. Now we weren't, talking about Amish porn necessarily, but lots of the episodes are things that would make my mother blush. Let's, let's put it right, like that. That's me. Yeah. My, my buddy and I, it was just the two of us goofing off and being who we are behind closed doors, but on the air and, you know, it built up an audience, a couple hundred people, basically our friends around the, the globe that were listening and remembering times like we were in college kind of thing. That's fun. Is it who I am? Well, it's a part of who I am, honestly. Right. And so all of that stuff lives on YouTube for me. It's like it's there on the YouTube channel. You can go find it if you want to. It's it's not impossible to find, but at the same time, I don't promote it anymore, you know? Um, now, if Facebook and Twitter and YouTube had existed when I was 16, Ooh. I really would like to have the option to get like a reset button at 23 or 24, <laughs> Right. I mean, I think I think that is justifiable. I think that is I think there is something about our society as we evolve into this constantly online and available and connected existence, even at very young ages. Like we need our kids to be online because their lives are going to be online. So they got to get used to it. But at the same time, I mean, we talk about it with relationships all the time, right? Your brain isn't fully formed until you're like 24, 25 years old. And so you fall in love at 17 and then you make decisions that are going to change the rest of your life because of um because you got a little undeveloped monkey brain. Well, like <laughs> maybe we should give those kids a, a an out for the stuff that they posted on Facebook too. Yeah. I, I can't remember the guy's name, but there was a guy who did a fundraiser recently, like raised a ton of money. And then like two or three weeks after the fundraiser came out, somebody found like a homophobic thing that he posted right. six years ago or seven years ago or something. It's like one thing. He made one homophobic joke because he was a 17 year old dummy. Idiot. Yeah. Like, I mean, Dave, uh, did you ever say anything was gay in a negative way when you were young? Oh. I mean, I know I did like yeah. we, when we know better, we do better. And I think that we all should give each other a little bit more grace for, for being able to make that progress in our lives. But again, this this question, maybe for kids, maybe we do need a, a button, you know, like just dump it. Hey, yeah. OK, it turns out you were a doofus well, and you figured it out. The uh, the man that started the conversation has come on to uh, chime in on the uh, Mr. Excellent. Mr. Naughty Bits has joined us. Hello, Dave. How, How are, are you doing? Good. How are you? I cannot complain. I'm going to completely ignore the right to be forgotten stuff. It is so wrong. So wrong. I'm not going to touch it, but no, the people that would take advantage of that are the people we desperately need to know did something five years ago before you get hired. The only people that would take advantage of this are the people that are hiding their previous records. No, I, I don't care and realize, uh, I'm all for not holding people's past against them, but no right to be forgotten. Having a legal gun pointed at your head saying you can't point out that this person touched your sister 10 years ago Mm. and they're running for a political position. Uh, uh, sorry. That's a separate issue though. It's wrong in many ways. The EU court decision. 
This hit the uh, the equivalent of the Supreme Court in the uh, EU. A politician was called a name on a Facebook post. Mm. The government of Austria is ordering Facebook to take down that post worldwide. It went to the Supreme Court equivalent in the EU. Any EU country can order any online service to take down anything worldwide now based on this court decision. This means that they could contact you at Libsyn, Dave. And you're not an EU company, unlike, say, Spreaker, who works in the EU. Right. That's a jurisdiction thing. This says if Libsyn does business with the EU, EU, broadcast into it, you are under their laws, and you have to take down anything any of their governments say. If the Romanian president is upset, well, you have to take it down. Have you ever watched um, last week? What is it? It's it's uh, John last week tonight. Yeah. Anytime they play a clip of somebody being stupid in Parliament, they can't show that in the EU, and they they find the weirdest, <laughs> most bizarre. Videos. One they had. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey was. I don't know. Reading something. Explained. He was yeah. reading like a children's story or something. Yeah. It's just in the UK though, Dave. In the, yeah. So they could show it in Italy and Spain, but right. in the UK they can't show Parliament. Yeah. So in a comedic setting. Yeah. So that's I thought was hilarious, but it's kind of a, a an extension of that where they're now saying, nope, you can't. Nope, that's that's got to go. No, I don't like him. That he called me a flaming c word that I can't say in America. You know. The, well, the BBC and other. Uh, other networks got around something like that back when the IRA was bombing people and killing children by having the person doing their interview and an actor reading their transcript live in place of the person's voice Mm. uh, back in the day. But that's beside the point. Somebody called an Austrian politician a name. Now that's uh, being forced to be taken down worldwide. And this applies to podcasts just as much as it applies to Facebook. It applies to Reddit posts. It applies to almost anything where there's a reasonable connection to the any of the EU uh, countries. Well, this I mean, is, that's a, that's it's effectively what the Chinese government does, right? Except yeah. they're except they're shooting know, people at the moment. Well, no, but I'm I meant I meant specifically on this issue. Yes, you're right. The Chinese government is not the EU. That's not what I'm saying. Uh I I just which by the way, you you have swayed me significantly on the the right to be forgotten. And, and the only and people that you, will take advantage of that are the people you don't want to take advantage exactly. of. I will say this. I will say this uh bang uh for my own kids, right? Like I got four kids. I've got a 11-year-old, a 10-year-old and two 5 and a half year old daughters. None of them are online yet other than like in my own posts. But we talk all the time about the fact that the things that you do online are forever. Like my kids know that. And we talk about when you say something, when you post something that lives on and it will get spread beyond just you and your little group. Can so, I make two points on that? Yeah, please. Okay. First of all, did you hear about uh, the dude bro who was on ESPN briefly, he held up a sign. I'm out of beer money. Here's my Venmo or whatever yes. link. Nice. Uh, so he got a lot of money. He got a lot of money. And then he decided to donate it to a children's hospital or something like that. And then uh, I think Anheuser-Busch said they'd match it 
They got up to a million dollars of donations for this. No, no, no. Then uh, a local newspaper reporter Mm. started digging into his Twitter, found two tweets uh, from however many years ago when he was 16 where he said something naughty. Anheuser-Busch, I think it was Anheuser-Busch, pulled out. uh, they, they, They did provide the money, but they disassociated themselves with him. Right. And uh, everything that you can imagine, everybody went after him on Twitter. Yay, a Twitter storm. Who cares? But they pulled out. Then people started looking at the reporter who pulled this on them and Mm. found worse stuff in his Twitter (laughs) And he got fired. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Kyle's got a great point. He says, if we hold the past against everyone then we are saying as a society that nobody can change and nobody can make a mistake. That's kind of a point. It's like, you know, I mean, that was point one. Yeah. The point two, uh, for your children, the default advice you give young children, don't use your name. Don't use your address. Don't put your real age in. There are bills in California, for example, that would remove uh, anonymity and you would be forced to use your real name because people are getting harassed and get their feelings hurt online. And this would attack your children's right to have privacy in this manner. Well, I, anytime the government starts getting involved with this, the second order consequences are worse than what they're trying to solve. Elizabeth Warren, Ted Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz, well, no, no. Ted Cruz is uh, on board with this, unfortunately. Uh, he's not living up to his libertarian uh, bona fides, such as they are. Um, it, uh, they are going after and looking to put into effect certain laws that will affect distributors of content, such as podcasts. And uh, Warren the moment the government has a say in what you're going to do four years from now, that's going to change. And it's not going to change in a direction that will make us happy. Once the law is in effect, we may like it now, but what happens 10 years from now, uh, 15 years from now is entirely different. Yeah. If If the government put a law into effect 20 years ago, I don't want that internet. Banks, have you ever thought of starting a podcast? Because you always come in with these great tidbits and stuff. Have you ever thought of starting a podcast to spotlight all these kind of stories? Uh, my name's not really Banks. Well, I knew that. But uh, like, there's a reason for that. You know what? Well, you know what? I we were talking about this. Where was I saying? You should you should come up with because Banks naughty bits. It sounds sometimes it may like obvi- on one hand, obviously not your real name. You mean the SEO is bad on it? Well, I was just, yeah, I was saying, you know, you might want to uh, come up with, you know, conspiracy corner. No, that's not even accurate either. But, you know, um, things you should think about dot com or whatever. So, well, or tech legal issues like I, yeah. like, honestly, the 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 here I will say this. Here's one thing that I think you and I agree on. <clears throat> um, absolutely. Uh, it is difficult for regulators and and government officials to contemplate and regulate technology that they don't themselves understand. I will agree with that. I disagree, though, 
that leaving it to the Zuckerbergs and the Bezoses yeah. of the world is a good idea. Yeah. There's always another <laughs> like, Zuckerberg around the corner. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like there's, there's always, there's always another one. And, and those people, I'm, I'm, I, I like both of them in some ways and both of them, both of those, I don't mean to call them out specifically as like evils, but right. what I mean is we can't, we can't leave society to Zuckerberg's whims, which is what we've done currently for the last few years. Honestly, like Facebook has, has affected our civilization pretty dynamically and not in a positive way. I think basically everybody agrees on that. My kids agree on it and your grandparents agree on it. Right. Like everybody thinks Facebook has has done ill, even the ones that are using it. So like we got it. We, we need to do something. But I will agree with you that like having regulators that are clueless on what the technology is and what oh, the yeah. implications of it are. Yeah. Get, getting them to to to, you know, write a blanket law is probably not the answer necessarily as well. You're right. Yeah. We need smart people involved like you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. We we to do run for office. You're Don't start a podcast. Run for office. <laughs> That's it. We need to do something is not always the best answer. Nothing is often a perfectly acceptable solution. In the Middle Ages, if you went to a doctor, you were more likely to die after the bloodletting and leeches than if you had just sucked it up. That's it. Did did you guys know that? I don't know if this is true or not. I heard it on a historian podcast. So, but President Lincoln actually died because the doctor that came, like, spit on his finger and stuck it in the hole where the bullet went. And no, that's more likely Garfield. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was, Gar- say, that Gar- was Garfield. Yeah. That died yeah, of the infection. They rooted in around in Garfield for like three days trying to get the bullet. Yeah, and yeah. they said yeah. that's basically what he died from. And I was like, well, yeah. that's kind of interesting. So uh, now you could weigh Lincoln and see that there was a physical difference in how much he weighed before and after the shooting. Yeah, but, I was going to say, I, I don't think there was, you know. Garfield lingered for a month before oh, he died. Good Lord. <laughs> wow. That's a fun way to go. Holy and God. if he had been left alone, you know, a little bit of hot water, keep everything nice and antiseptic. Yeah. Which wasn't a thing at the time. Right. Or like, it was just becoming a thing. See, that's what we need. We need the Facebook antiseptic, Dave. That's it. <laughs> exactly. But All nobody's right. using Facebook in the younger generation. No. I, I, I called no. that years ago. I said. But those, but those same problems, way, though. Just like, those same- case, just like uh, Friendster, you want to solve the problem you see now. But by the time you get around to solving it, you're only going to be adding regulations that the incumbent providers like Facebook will be able to handle because they're large and the up and comers will have to deal with and they can't because they're small. By Mm. putting in more regulation, you're only going to prevent other companies from coming in and filling the void that you see needing to be filled. How how about regulating Facebook from buying that next company? Can we do that? Is that allowed? Yeah. (laughs) That would be nice. Because, I mean, that's the other problem, right, is that, sure, we've we've got this innovation. Instagram was working on a very different model, for instance, and then they got purchased, and now they are Facebook's model, and they're part of the conglomerate. So, like, that's what I – WhatsApp, the same thing. WhatsApp was a very different system as well. Now isn't. It's part of the Facebook system. Fun. There are lots of uh, examples like that. Uh, the um – person who did the VR goggles that Facebook bought, which examples like is eluding me what it's called. Uh, Oculus. Thank you. Uh, The Oculus Rift uh, stuff. He got forced out because he said something nice about Trump uh, three years ago, uh, which is illegal if he had been officially booted. Uh, He was forced out as opposed to being actually fired from uh, his position. So it's slightly different. Uh, in California, you actually can't be 
uh, fired uh, for your political opinions, but you don't get fired. You get forced out. Same thing happened to uh, Ike at uh, Mozilla. Uh, He was one of the engineers that was driving it. And now he's been kicked out because he donated money to somebody at some point. Uh, Somebody found out all the California type people came in and piled up on him. And because of the culture, he got kicked out. Now there's a marketer in charge of Mozilla. Yay. (laughs) And marketers ruin everything. Well, (laughs) do they? So I'll, I'll say that, let me give you two quick examples from real life for me that just happened in the last like few weeks, uh, that don't have anything to do with podcasts. Um, we're not talking podcasting this morning anyway, Well, but but I mean that this, this, this idea of like having real world consequences, like it happens. I, one of my co-hosts, uh, on one of my shows, uh, we do a religious show. She, uh, worked in adult education and the organization that she worked for, uh, fired her, uh, or let her go or forced her out or however you want to, whatever the right. terminology they Downsized. used this week. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. She, she got given her pink slip, yeah. uh, this week because of some comments that she made publicly on Facebook and Twitter and our podcast too, for that matter. But I think Facebook was the offender in particular that got screenshotted and shared um, about an organization that they align with. She had some negative opinions of a pregnancy crisis center that they threw a party with and didn't have anything to do with their mission. Wasn't in her office hours, wasn't in her official capacity, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. But, the right donors to both organizations were bothered. And so that decision was made. I'm on a church uh, board. I'm on a board for my uh, United Methodist church. I'm on the uh, staff parish relations committee, which is responsible for um, taking care of our pastors and helping to understand the needs of our congregation as it regards our clergy members and future appointments, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've been doing that for three years now. This year in particular, we had some kerfuffles in the uh, church. There were some people that were upset about some different decisions that had been made. And I got a bunch of my Facebook and Twitter posts trolled, pulled out. Uh, out of context and sent to the pastor and several other members of the church. Hey, is this the kind of person that we want on a, on a church committee? Now here's my thing. Uh, you said your name's not bangs, but I don't know what your name is. So I'm going to call you bangs. Um, I'm not ashamed of the things that I said, right? Like I am proud of the way that I live my life. I do constantly every day, try to do better than I did yesterday. Uh, but I am also happy to own what I do in public. And I was happy to own the consequences of that. If the committee at large felt or the church at large or whatever felt that I needed to be removed from the board for that, I would have disagreed with them, but that would have been okay. I wouldn't have picked a fight about it. My co-host was upset about the organization's decision to let her go. And she's real sad that she can't continue to help those adult learners that she was helping on a daily basis. Now they're going to be stuck with subs for who knows how long, but she stands by what she said. She meant it when she said it, she's happy to be who she is in public and say the things that she believes. And so that's what I would counsel anybody starting a podcast, starting a blog, posting on your Facebook, posting on your Twitter, don't be unnecessarily mean. Dave, you in the pre-show, what were we talking about? We were talking about being catty for no reason, right? right? Don't be catty. But like, if you think a thing, say it. Be willing to live with the consequences of saying it. 
That's it. It's it's freedom of speech. It's also uh, freedom of uh, consequences. You know, but, in our in our church, the, our pastor says all the time, we all live under the law of two feet, right? At any moment, you can get up and walk away. You, if, you're, if you're listening to my podcast, if you're listening, reading my blog, there's a whole internet out there for you. If I'm not for you, feel free to move elsewhere. But like, and it's the same thing with, I mean, I live in an uh, at will state, you know, employ, employment in Louisiana is at will. You can terminate in Louisiana for any reason you want right. to, and you don't have to give explanation. Um, and, and there's basically no protections for employees. So that's something you just have to live with. Yeah. It's going to be fun just to see how uh, it'll be fun to watch. So thanks bangs for uh, bringing this to our attention. It's you def- guys have a great day. Yep. We'll you see too. you. Uh, speaking of, uh, people that are not afraid to stand up and say, uh, nice things. Uh, I want to give a shout out to some of our awesome supporters. If, uh, we're talking about awesome people like, uh, the teacher's pet, Anna T is actually, uh, I think she's got episode one ready to launch. So this is that one level where you can come in and get one-on-one consulting, but our awesome $20 supporters, uh, we're talking like, uh, Jim Harrell. Oh, I, I forgot the awesome supporter music. We have awesome supporter music, Joel. That's right. That uh, is classy. People like Jim Harold from Pod Lords, uh, Greg from DebtShepherd.com, where he teaches financial wellness. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Josh Rivers from PodcastingExperiments.com, who I've been talking about how he's doing local podcasting. He finally came out with the first episode of that season, so if you want to check that out. Uh, Max Trescott up in the air at AviationNewsTalk.com. Shane from Spybrary. And Carrie Bond from keywestperspective.com slash podcast, where she does the Key West Perspective podcast. Carl White in Carl White's Life in the Carolinas podcast. You can find him at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. And Kim Kraji from toastmasters101.net. Uh, Jay Cleveland Payne still working on the website, morebettermedia.com. But uh, the minute that's up and about, we'll have a cool picture to show there. But uh, I love the fact that Jay Cleveland was like, hey, you know what? Send people over there because in the future, when you hear this in, I don't know, March of next year, you'll know to go to his website, morebettermedia.com. And we'll thank the other people here later on the show, but wanted to say a big shout out to uh, all of our awesome supporters. And uh, how much time? Oh, I have 15 seconds. This is awesome. If I, if you would like to be an awesome supporter, all you have to do is go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Look at that. Oh, even with a little symbol ting at the end. That's I love it. <laughs> it's, it's what we call hitting the post. That's it. Hit it and uh, quit it. Yeah. So um, I did have, we did have more questions. And since Joel, you are a, a big editing guy. Uh, well, first of all, what's your, what's your weapon of choice when you edit podcasts? So I'm a weirdo. I am, I am such a weirdo. And as a matter of fact, uh, Dave, you and I are going to be part of this, uh, podcasters toolkit thing. Uh, the live, the webinar is on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sh- everybody check out the social and watch for it. I'm going to do, uh, like a brief demonstration in my webinar. Mine's at, I think nine thirty central time. Um, I'm going to do a brief demonstration of how quickly I edit podcasts or can edit podcasts. If you're doing a simple edit, a mix really with uh, the iPad, I use an iPad pro, the 12.9 inch. Yep. Uh, I use a, I use an app called Ferrite, Ferrite recording studio. Uh, It's it's by a developer named Wooji. He's wonderful and independent one guy solo guy he's got a handful of apps they're all based around sound he started interestingly enough the first one was called hokusai and it was an app that was kind of purpose built to 
create music for games. That was his idea to create music and sound effects for games for, mm. for uh, mobile games. And he was an avid podcast listener. He listened in particular to a lot of shows with Jason Snell and the relay.fm guys, which by the way, kudos to them for their huge fundraising for St. Jude. They, they raised over 300 grand in the month of September for St. Jude. Nice. Uh, Dave, it was the first, uh, this is a good story for you in the future, by the way, they, they had the first official podcast partnership with St. Jude. St. Jude's done the radiothon for years with, with radio stations. Now they have the framework with relay.fm for a podcast fundraiser. And I would be very surprised if in the next year or two, they don't roll that out where anybody can submit and, and say, Hey, we want to do a St. Jude fundraiser with our podcast. Um, the very, very successful this year for them. Anyway, he listened to these podcasts with Jason and, and, uh, the relay.fm. FM guys and a lot of Apple aficionados and all of them were in love with the iPad. And they talked about how, man, I really wish I could do Skype calls and record, you know, both sides on my iPad. And I wouldn't, when I'm traveling, I wouldn't have to take my MacBook with me just to do podcasts, you know, or man, I wish logic pro worked on the iPad so that I could edit podcasts uh, on the go. And uh, so he reached out to Jason in particular and said, Hey, what features would you want in a podcast editing, you know, app for your, your, uh, iPad and phone. And so that's where it came. Mono. No, it's uh, bang says, is it only mono? It can support multi-channel input. Not only input, you can now in the, the current version of it, uh, Ferrite supports multi-channel recording. I think in the app, it records up to eight channels. If you have the, so you have to have an interface to get that right. You have to have right. something into the iPad to get the eight channels, but I believe it'll do eight channels uh, uh, natively. Now, if you have a device who has 16 or 30, I, I don't know what the limit is for ferrite for total channels. I personally have edited, edited projects with like 16 or 18 channels, uh, tracks. So now are, are you doing this with capable. your finger, uh, pencil uh. And, and keyboard? So, so here, here's what I, here's the situation where I was personally at. I had used ferrite since it first launched. I'd tried it and I'd used it to, in particular, I'd be on the road and I would use it to do voiceover demos. Um, I would say, Hey, let's, you know, let's, I've got an audio book that somebody wants me to audition for. I'll record it in my hotel room, edit it real quick and put it up online. It couldn't do podcasts for me anyway, for a couple of reasons in the beginning, but as it developed, as it kept rolling out updates and then particularly as the MP3 spec died, as it, mm. as it not died, but as it uh, rolled into the public domain or whatever, as the, the, the copyrights, uh, uh, expired. Um, it, he was able to incorporate it uh, directly. So he, you can export MP3s directly. Um, it does chapter support, you know, image support. Uh, it's got, it's got strip silence, which is some, so I was coming from Adobe audition and Adobe audition at the time anyway, did not have that function. There were some things that you could kind of get it, but logic pro has had this for years. You open up, like, let's say you have two tracks, Dave, you've got, you know, you on one side and me on the other. There's a whole bunch of silence on Dave's tracks. There's, there's a whole bunch of silence on Joel's track. You, two clicks and I can remove all of that silence so that I just have chunks of sound, right? That are all lined up appropriately. And then you can go through it, edit it and continue to line it up, pull the whole project forward as you cut things out. Just makes it super easy. In particular, if all you're doing is mixing a show, if you're basically live to tape and you're putting in the intro and the outro, you can honest to God, Dave, from recording to publishing three minutes, five minutes, maybe depending upon how fast your internet is wow. like, 
super, super fast. Um, yeah, patents expired. Exactly. So, uh, USB-C cable, uh, Dave, uh, excuse me, Daniel says he's looking for a USB-C cable. Does anyone have one I can borrow? So let me tell you something. Actually, uh, I got for the new iPad, the iPad pro has USB-C cable. So I got an, uh, a USB-C to USB-C cable. And that's what I use when I want to use this ATR 2100 directly into it. And then it's actually downstairs because I've been recording with my wife, but I use the um, ART USB dual pre. That's my audio interface to channel input. And there is a USB-C to USB-B. I think it's the big plug, you know, like for printers, the big USB plug. That's what goes into the back of that. ART USB uh, dual pre interface. So I got one of those cables, Daniel. And so I have both of those. Um, and so I can record straight into my iPad from anywhere. The only thing that I use my Mac for now, I do have a Mac mini. That's what I'm on right now. The only thing that I use that for is Skype calls basically. And I, I do some Skype calls for a, a reality TV production company, uh, these initial Skypes. And so I need Ecamm to be able to capture high quality video from their end, you know? And um, other than that, I'm, I'm all iPad these days. I do all of my editing on it. Personally, I do all of my clients editing on it. Um, and not just the editing, but I also use it for all of my business management, like Trello. You, you sent me a Trello board to, mm-hmm. for this show, right? I manage all of my shows in Trello, all of my client shows in Trello, all of that's the, the app's great. Uh, on the iPad, but also in iOS 13, which just rolled out an iPad OS 13 Safari mobile Safari is now a full web browser. So any website in the past that you had issues, uh, it, it worked fine for um, Squarespace. It works fine for I'm trying to think of like YouTube, the YouTube app would always give you like the YouTube mobile version. It gives you the full version. Now the desktop, version. you can upload and, and edit, videos in your YouTube channel from mobile Safari now. So uh, since they've updated that, it's, it's really, really handy. That's um, I think I only have two USB. Daniel says, I think I only have two USB-C cables and the one connected to the RCP is wired through my desk. Um, yeah. So th- that, that is the one thing about the new iPad is, is the USB-C switching to USB-C cables. But I find it's a much better standard. It's way better than lightning. And now you don't have to buy the adapter, you just buy the cable. Amazon makes USB-C cables that go to everything. USB-C to USB-A, USB-C to USB-B, USB-C to micro, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And pay attention to that when you're at Best Buy. Otherwise, you will <laughs> you will go to buy one of these, which is the old, uh, this is, you know, the old headphone jack to the, to uh, whatever that is. Uh, that's Is that lightning? Yeah, it's just a good old, I just used to just, just call it an Apple thing. Uh, yes. And I bought a regular headset to USB-C and got home and went, that's, it looks similar, but it's not the same thing. So if anybody needs one, I got one for free. It's like, yeah, great. That's not going to work. So uh, bangs mentions that USB-C does not mention, uh, does not mean fast necessarily yeah. um, th- that it's just a form factor. He's right. However, and that's again, something that you should look at. So like this cable, for instance, uh, yeah, so this cable is uh, USB micro on one end. I don't know if, uh, if that's going to be seen, but yeah. that's the one that goes into the ATR2100 and then USB-C on the other. So this is a USB 2.0 cable. There's nothing fast about this cable at all. However, I do have true USB-C to USB-C cables. And I think this is so weird, Dave. You got to read the label, but like this, this, the spec says USB 3 
0.1 Gen 2 or something like that. And there's there's like three different standards for how fast the data can move. But I do have, because again, the iPad now can connect, and the iPhone as well, can connect to ex- external hard drives. So if you want to back up your stuff, uh, you can plug in one of those fast cables, USB-C cable on one end and a USB-C cable on the other to a fast hard drive, an SSD hard drive. And you can really move data incredibly fast. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I looked at, uh, was it for right? How do you say it? The, uh, it's not right. ferret. What's the name? Oh, of the- ferrite, ferrite, ferrite. I looked at it once. was like, Oh, this looks kind of neat. I just, I just tried to picture myself with my fingers trying to edit out an um. And I was like, that's going to be ridiculous. So before I, well, you'd be surprised before yeah. you, you get very adept at it. And what, what I found was I have a, um, let me see if I have it handy. Yeah, I do actually. Okay. So I used this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> a, a USB gaming keyboard. Okay. Uh, and I had to get a little adapter cause it is actually wired. I've got a little mini Bluetooth number pad. Uh, let me see if I can get that in the frame there. there yeah. Go. That one's, that one's very cool too. Uh, I spent like 20 bucks on that and you can connect those devices and then set up your keyboard shortcuts in Ferrite. The, one of the things I love about Ferrite in particular is that the keyboard shortcuts that it supports are varied. So, Dave, you can literally in the drop down, you can say, hey, I'm coming from Logic. Give me Logic's keyboard shortcuts. Oh, nice. I'm coming from Adobe. Give me Audition's keyboard shortcuts. I'm coming from, you know, I think there's like four or five of those that are kind of standard. And then there's one that is like an open template. It's just blank. And you can set up the keyboard shortcuts any way you want to. Almost everything is addressable. There's a couple that are locked down by the system at at large. Um, Some of the command, you know, like command V and command C or or copy and paste. I think you can't use those. There's a few others like that. Um, But so what you do is you set those up for a, you know, like a, a mini number pad like that. Yeah. You can put all of your most commonly used features there. And then you have the iPad in front of you kind of propped up. You got your hand on it. You know, you've got five fingers there to manipulate the audio physically. You got your keyboard shortcuts over here on the left hand. You can really fly through a piece of audio, even doing it that way. Now, when I switched to the 10.5 inch uh, iPad a couple of years ago, I went ahead and got the first gen Apple pencil mm-hmm. and the Apple pencil support for ferrite is just amazing. And I cannot tell you, Dave, how satisfying it is instead of spending an hour, like crunchy, crunch, crunch, clickety, click, click. I'm carving audio, right? Mm-hmm. Like physically manipulating my audio. Um, it's very rewarding honestly. And again, there is a transition, no doubt about it. It will take you time to switch from one to the other, but that's true for any digital audio workstation. So for me, the the issue that I had a couple of years ago, Dave, I was looking at, okay, my, my Mac, my iMac was dying and that's what I used Adobe on. I had this business that I just started and I'm like, okay, do I want to go and spend $1,500 or so on a Mac that I don't really want? Cause it was a weird time at the time for Max that were in between generations and I didn't love any of the models that were available or do I go spend like $800 on a really awesome iPad and can I make this work on the iPad and my thought was well, let's go try the iPad and if it doesn't work hell I'll sell it 
You know, I'll sell it and I'll, I'll go over to the, to the iMac again. And so I did, I was able to make it work. Uh, this was two years ago now, or a little over two years ago, iOS 11 came out in the, in the summer, like the betas came out and, uh, the 10.5 inch iPad had shown up and I switched over full, fully. Um, now I've added in a Mac mini when they came out with the last Mac mini update, because it's a great device for streaming like this. Um, it really is perfect and it's a good companion to the iPad as well, but I updated to the big iPad. I got the 13 inch now. I've got the new pencil, which is even better because it's harder to lose because it's magnetic and it's easier to keep charged because it charges magnetically. Um, I mean, yeah, I've got a 13 inch palette where my podcasts live and I just paint them, you know, and you just tell, and you tell all your kids, nobody touches daddy's pencil. Well, you keep that pencil in your bag or on the <laughs> iPad. And you keep, hey, that's the other thing. I, I've got the um, the bridge keyboard, B-R-Y-D-G-E. Uh, and it's actually cheaper, Dave, than the Apple keyboards. Mm. So the, the, you, you get the Apple keyboard folio is what they call theirs for the iPad Pros. Right. And the 11-inch model, I think, is like 170. And the 13-inch model is like 200. Uh, bridge keyboards, I got the 13-inch keyboard for 169 I think. I think that's it. And so it's like 20 or $30 cheaper than the Apple stuff, but it's also like fully aluminum. It make, it turns your iPad into a MacBook when you want it to be. And then the way that I use it most of the time, honestly, is like this. Mm. So it's in media mode. Right. And that's great for watching movies. It's great for doing just what we were talking about where the iPad's in front of me and I'm physically manipulating it. Right. Um, it's, I mean, I can't take my desktop with me to the kitchen. And edit. I can't take it with me to the park and edit. Ah, that's can't true. Can't take it outside, you know. Uh, but I can take my iPad anywhere. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, that was a long segment uh, on the, ferrite. Sorry, we didn't intend to talk about it like that's that. That's all right. But I'm a big fan. Uh, you think? Maybe. I see. You got me interested. So send the commission check to Joel Sharpton. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I've told the guy. I tell Wooji all the time. I'm like, you should put me on staff. Like, you should absolutely put me on staff. That's, I do want to thank some more people here. I do this. Uh, for the record, I should say this. This is going to happen from now to the end of the year. In the future, I because I, what I do now is I thank everybody once a month. And I've said that's not going to be the case going forward. In fact, let me do this so we can actually read these. Uh, we got Frasley over at uh, b-great.today. Jeffrey Hallish from Podnuts, that's with a Z. Uh, Jonathan Bloom from WeeklyAwesome.com. Michael Delaney from BabyMountainRadio.com. Nick Suberling from CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. Sean Park from Be Your Own Nerd. Jay Cleveland Payne, we bet, actually, he gets a double dose. Uh, I forgot to move him from that slide because he went from 10 to 20. Uh, our $5 people, uh, Corey Finneran from IVNV.com. Chris Holyfield from IamSaltLake.com. Ed Ryan from Podcasting for Dummies, Eric Hunley from UnstructuredPod.com, uh, Eliquity from TravelGlutenFree.me, Jason Bryan from MattTalkOnline.com, Jason from CUATX.com, Jeremy Dennis from TransmissionsPodcast.com, Jim Coulson, you may have heard of that guy, uh, TheAverageGuy.tv, Jim Harold from Podlords, another guy that gets a double shout out, Dave needs Dave needs to update his PowerPoint, uh, Joel Salcihai from StackingBenjamins.com, Kim from TeachersNeedTeachers.com. That is new, so she gets, uh, there we go, we get a little, do we have some applause for Kim? Yes, we do. So uh, Kim Slusher from DistractedLifePodcast.com, Master Cauldron from CauldronScript.com, Matthew from ScottishPodcast.com, 
Michael Ray, Ross Brand from LivestreamUniverse.com, Rob Griffiths from Bedtime.fm, Troy Heinrich from BlacklistExposed.com, Troy Price from FrontPorchStudios.com, and our last but not least, our $1 supporters, uh, Alan Palmer, Adam Higgins from OddDadOutPodcast.com. That also is new. So, Alan, thank you so much for uh, jumping on board here. Uh, except I said Alan, and it's uh, Adam. Anthony Arno from Route66Podcast.com. Audio Dice Network at AudioDice.net. Barb T USA at Anchor.fm slash Barb T USA. Brandon Schultz at SeahawkersPodcast.com. Bumble from MaskMe.org. Craig from Podcast.com, Craig and Brandon from FloridaFocusPodcast.com. Uh, Dave from Ottawa Works. Dan from based on a true story podcast.com Dave over at the soccer sidelines.com Ed Sullivan. That is actually the guy's name. I was like, wait, Ed Sullivan. Like, and now a really big show. Nobody knows who Ed Sullivan is anymore. Uh, he's from the sonic cupcake.com. Uh, Emily Prokop, who, you know, from she's from the story behind podcast.com as well as hate to wait. Uh, Garrett over at utrmedia.org. Gary from Gary and Margaret, I should say, from beekeepingpodcast.com, the International Latin Podcast Awards at latinpodcastawards.com, James from creepykingdom.com, Jeff from Diz, that's with a Z, disneycoasttocoast.com, Jason from TV Times 3, Jay from potsterpodcast.com, John from soberspeak.com, Kyle from leveluptech.com, Lucas from trianglecticle.net. Josh from on the bubble podcast.com Mark from resourceful designer.com Mike from create pod That's a podcast about the art of podcasting Matt from blue ribbon podcast Patrick from the uh, finding it big seance podcast.com. He was also just on Harry Duran's uh, podcast junkies uh, Paul from fighting through podcast.co.uk Randall black from you guessed at randallblack.com. Uh, Wild Davis Jr., Steve from Earn.show, Sean Perrin from Clarinet.com, Wayne from MediaVoiceOvers.com, Cody Sison, and last but not least, Zachary Webb from SeriousAboutTech.com. So again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. And uh, thanks to everybody. That's I always run out of breath doing that. I'm like, jeez Louise. So thank you very much. And uh, now it's time for me to do this. Holy cow. <laughs> it's like, and that's the end of the show. Uh, Joel, tell everybody where they can find your podcast and uh, that whole nine yards. Yeah. Uh, the one that you're probably most interested in is always listening. Uh, my website, propodcastingservices.com there. But uh, always listening podcast news comes out every Wednesday morning. Uh, Jay Soderberg, Pod Vader, and I talk about the news of the uh, week with the podcast industry and give you a little commentary and some advice on how to make your show even better. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up. If this was Siegel, I'm like, I'm. that's one that I'm like, oh, cool. That's one of those where you look down and you're like, mm, maybe, maybe. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts about podcasting, and that's one where I'm like, oh, one I actually want to listen to that's not talking about the 2100 and, you know, um, knowing your audience or whatever. So, so, so here's here's what's funny, Dave. It was a couple of years ago, actually, 
maybe maybe when I roasted you, I can't remember yeah. now specifically when, but I always listening had been in hiatus. J, Josh, my mm-hmm. former co-host wasn't recording with me anymore and I didn't know what to do with the show. And you were banging on me. You were like, here you are podcast <laughs> producer. When's the last time you produced a podcast, sir? Uh, why don't you, why don't you start producing? Um, and I mean, I was putting out client shows every week, but I didn't have anything for myself. And that was a super fire under my behind. And go. I will tell you, like I started doing some solo stuff and then Jay uh, said, Hey, why don't we get together and do this? And honestly, now I've got three podcasts I'm putting out on a regular basis. So you, it's all on you, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for kicking you in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for kicking me in the butt. <laughs> on the school of podcasting this week, I will be talking about how to tell a story better and being super clear on what the heck it is you do. So if you're listening live, stick around for some post show, I don't know, if Joel, if you knew that, you're sticking around for some, po- for some post-show. And uh, we're here every Saturday morning, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, and uh, stick around. I can't figure out which knob to turn up. This one. There we go. That was well done. That was smooth. <laughs>